Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us on, in Albany, this rainy day. <laughs> Very heavy rain. and uh, But we're glad it kind of breaks up the heat. But uh, we're looking today at what, what are the biblical significance of discoveries about David. And I'm getting this from Popular Handbook of Archaeology in the Bible by Holden Geisler. Wonderful, wonderful book. Let's just face that. It's a great book. Highly recommend it to everybody. This is going to be a short podcast, so let's get started. I'm uh, looking at a picture on this particular page, 264. Again, thanks for being here. And it's the Padiah seal. It says, Padiah, the son of the king. Padiah was the son of King Jehoiakim. Just another amazing example of the seals we've gone through the last couple, three days. So the biblical significance of discoveries about David. The archaeological remains attesting to David's historicity have removed him from the realm of myth and legend, place him in a well-established role as a historical king of Israel, as the Bible declares. Now, I will say in secular literature I read, in popular literature like newspaper articles, they haven't caught up with the facts of scholarship so many times. The discovery of the Tel Dan stele has provided a solid link in establishing David among the major contributors to the Israelite nation, as well as informing us of the political and military climate of the ninth century BC. I'm going to add the Misha stele in there as well. The debate continues over how influential and widespread David's kingdom was during the 10th century BC, the 900s. Initial archaeological data, such as Tel Es Safa, Tel or Mound Rahav, Kerbet Kayafa, a lot of stuff at Kerbet Kayafa, appear to indicate that his kingdom was extremely centralized and widespread. Now, you have to remember, okay, so Saul's kingdom was one of consolidation. Pretty much Saul reigned 40 years, David 40 years, Solomon 40 years. Okay, so Saul's going from the period of the judges to some, some type of consolidation pretty rapidly. And so then David, the first seven and a half years of his reign is in Hebron, okay? So the first few years of that, the kingdom is still divided between he and Saul's kingdom until Ishbosheth has his head cut off and the two people bring the head to David. So then after that episode, you know, Abner tries to bring the kingdom together I was actually just right before that episode. And then he and Joab conquer the city of David sometime right after, you know, seven and a half years in Hebron. Um, so he really only had 33 years or so from the time of kind of um, a disjointed kingdom, so to speak, to begin to consolidate it there in Jerusalem. So then even after he gets there, the Philistines attack and kind of run him out again until he wins a couple of victories. So you're maybe looking at just a tad over 30 years for this process to happen. And then, you know, I mean, he gets run out by his son Ahithophel. Another time, 70,000 people are killed and uh, angels going to destroy Jerusalem. So the whole horrible Bathsheba-Uriah episode. So 
really limited in time for it, but he makes it all the way to the Euphrates. He's fighting and establishing his kingdom all the way to the Euphrates. So um, it's at Solomon's time that things really got centralized and organized. And Solomon's one of the most organized people probably in history, he and Daryl John. So God bless you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Pray for us. Share with your friends and family. Put it on social media. Subscribe. Join us daily. Please leave us a five-star review. Helps people find us. Maybe make a notebook or journal. Things you find interesting every day. And uh, I may have already said it, but invite Sunday school classes, and pastors, and whoever else you think might benefit. And, and we just want to say God bless you. Thank you for being here. First time, hundredth time, thousandth time. We're just glad you're here. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye.